0: The Laughter Permitted podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Yo, 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 party people. Welcome to Laughter Permitted. I'm Julia Agulia. I'm Lynn Ozowie. Lynn? Yes. Have you recovered, this is my big question Mm -hmm. off the top, have you recovered from the final four yet? Jules,
1: it was epic. I hope to never recover, hope to never come down from it.
0: (laughs) It was awesome. How about them numbers, too, for the women's side on ABC? At one point, they got to 12 million, averaged, I think, almost 10. Woo-wee! No surprise there.
1: 100% Jules. And that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament, is that it's ripe for incredible things to happen. Mm -hmm. Which brings us to our guest, Sister Jean Dolores Schmidt. As many of you will remember, Sister Jean rose to sensation status in 2018 when Loyola University's men's basketball team made a Cinderella run to the Final Four.
0: Sister Jean is the chaplain for the men's team, and you will recall her watching games with her signature maroon and gold sneakers and Harry (laughs) Potter-esque striped scarf, which I loved. Or you may remember her pregame prayers that typically ended with her reminding the players to box out. (laughs) Sister Jean came out with a book, Wake Up With Purpose, What I've Learned in My First 100 Years. She just came out with that and has to be a candidate for best title, in my opinion. Sister Jean is 103 years young and is the perfect guest in honor of our 103rd episode. She is of the Sisters of Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary and has spent her adult life in service as a teacher, administrator, and volunteer. Since 1994, she's been the team chaplain for Loyola Hoops, and to this day, get this, works five days a week from her office at 103 years young in the Loyola University Student Center. The book is fantastic, and I'm ecstatic we all get to spend some time with her now. So get comfortable listening. It's Sister Jean. Hey there, Dope Village! As y'all know, Ally has backed, laughter permitted, since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women sports.
1: And get this, along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces, Ally has committed to an equal media investment in
0: women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change by... Watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV by going to women's sporting events in person by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women. Because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. Hey there Dope Village, Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives and truly we've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space and one big reason, Ally, Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports.
1: And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is
0: on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in, you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to Ally.com.
2: KickFact! Talking and laughing combined. Feeling all right, get comfortable listening. It's laughter permitted. There she is. Yes. Oh yeah, and when we get to the trivia, I want you to know I'm very poor at that.
0: (laughs) Well, guess what, Sister Jean? So am I. So you're in good hands. Sister, are you in your office?
2: Yes, uh-huh.
1: Because when Dan opened the door, I could hear the student union,
2: Oh the, yeah, that all... noise. Oh, oh, that's lovely noise there. Yeah. Studying or eating their lunch yeah. or doing a, a group project.
0: Aww.
2: And that goes on all day.
0: Well, you are amazing for doing this with us. Thank you.
2: Well, I'm pleased to be doing it, too.
0: Sister Jean... The first thing we always do on the podcast is we have our guests set the scene. So where you're at, what you're doing, tell us, tell us all those good, juicy details.
2: Well, first of all, I should say that I'm a sister of charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary and our mother house is in Dubuque, Iowa. My full name is Sister Jean Delores Schmidt and the initials BVM. Mm. Well, Everybody knows me as Sister Jean, though. Right now, I'm in my office at Loyola University, Chicago. It's a best place. It's prime property, I say, on the (laughs) university campus because my door to my office opens into the student union, and the door stays open unless I'm talking confidentially. I had a young man in here today, and we were just having fun, so the door was open. <laughs> me, I'm not sure how to begin this conversation, Sister Jean, but I'd I better say it while I while I feel like doing it. He said, I really wanted to come and meet you, but I didn't know how to introduce
0: myself. Oh. He said, well,
2: let me, let me start by asking you questions. So by the end of the conversation, we were friends
1: already. Aww. 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 That's he our hope nervous.
0: too.
2: <laughs> it was just a fun kind of thing to do, you know? you
0: know. Let's keep that fun train rolling. Thank you. Thank you for doing this podcast with us because you look at that. My friend have a amazing book out just came out in fe- February. I'm, I'm showing it uh, right now If We'll take a screenshot of that. Wake Up With Purpose, What I've Learned in My First 100 Years. And I think that has to be one of the best titles ever by a book. That's got to rank high up there.
2: Seth Davis and Ken Krenner for that.
0: Yes, who co-wrote it with you. I know he helped. What was the inspiration behind At 103 Years Young, writing your first book?
2: Well, I have to give you a little history about it. When we went to the final four, about six uh, men called me and said, oh, Sister Jean, you should write a book. And I said, no way. I don't have time to do that. I have a full-time job. I have to see the students. I'm chaplain to the men's basketball team. I said, no. I have to say no. But then uh, in August a year ago, uh, Seth called and um, started to talk about this book. And I said, I already refused six people. <laughs> he said, well, I, I think it's time you think about doing it though. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I, I don't know. And he, he called me on my cell phone, which uh, Porter Moser, our former, former coach, had given to him. He said, Seth, I think you need to get Sister Jean to write a book. So that's how that all started. Ah. Mm-hmm. And so I said to Seth, well, I'll have to talk to my congregation and to my employer to see if I can have time to to do this. And they said, go for it, Sister Jean. (laughs) Go
0: for it. Well, I'm glad for Seth and for Porter and your congregation saying, yes, go for
2: it. Yes. And so what we do, we call this the Team Jean.
1: I'm going to dive in at chapter one of your book and how you start it. You quote an African proverb that goes, when an old person dies, a library closes. And then you go on to say, by that logic, if the old person is still living, that means the library is open, right?
2: Yes, I I just thought that was such a beautiful um, quote, quote that I took and just happened upon it. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm still alive, so the library's still alive, too.
1: Well, we want to check everything out today that, that, there is, that you can offer. And I think all of us want to know, what is the secret to your longevity?
2: Well, I, people ask me that all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Even before I was 100, they were asking me. And I said, well, I eat well, I sleep well, and hopefully I pray well. Mm. But the, the big thing that counts is uh, also the DNA, and my dad, that comes from my dad's side of the family, and six sisters and two brothers, and all of them lived to be 90, 95. Mm. And so when I got to be 95, I thought, well, God will be calling me pretty soon, so I better get ready. But I, I'm still here. <laughs>
0: And still here and still rocking it five days a week in the office in the middle of the student union. You're not just still here. You are, you are in the midst of it
2: all. And that's what I wanted to tell you, that the, those are the things that are helping to keep me alive. Mm. Because I like to get up and go to work in the morning, think of the day, think of the plan of my day, and knowing that I'm going to meet these students. And then when they go on break, it's... It's really lonely around here. It's just Mm. not like a university at all. Summer is, of course, the number of students is fewer in the summer.
1: At 103, Sister, what is a typical day like for you?
2: Well, I really don't have a typical day because I, I can have my plans and what I'm going to do. And then, you know, students come in and like this young man this morning. That mm-hmm. was a surprise to me that he came in. And then um, faculty, staff stopped by, faculty members stopped by in the dinner to tell me how much she appreciated reading my book. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was, very, she's from the history department, mm-hmm. and that's a real compliment to get a comment from um, faculty. And so it it could change, and what I do is then just stack up my work when I'm ready to go back to the Clare and finish my work at home at night. Mm-hmm. And then I sometimes go to meetings; have to stop and go to meetings. I used to always put on my door where I was going, but I found that's not necessary. I just leave the door open, and they can see in here, and I'm <laughs> here.
0: I- <laughs> <laughs> Sister Jean, you had you had a passage in in the book where you say and you're talking, of course, about your experience with the men's basketball team and that run to the Final Four um, in 2018. But you also say, I may be an old nun, but I know my hoops on the day after each game. I send emails to the coaches and players offering my analysis of the game and a scouting report for the upcoming opponent. So do do tell, please, what does that look like? Because I know you also do with your pregame prayer. You don't just give the normal prayer. One of the, the players said, you know, she prayed, but then she starts saying, you've got to box out and watch out for number 23 as well at the end of the prayer. So tell us what those look like.
2: Well, those emails... They're the same. The content, and that's commenting on the general playing the way they did it, how they did, how I think they did it, and how I <laughs> think they could have done it better. <laughs> Wonder the email, I put a little P.S. directed just to that one particular young man mm. and say, Aww. "Well, you know, maybe maybe you you could have done a little better." <laughs> How come we made so many fouls and let them get so many free throws? Yeah, and you know, I just it's just as though I were talking to them, yeah. and so I, that means each one gets a separate email.
0: Wow, I love that you're giving them that feedback and that you're like like personalizing it by email. Th- that 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 takes a lot of time.
2: Oh, sure, it does it takes yeah. takes my next morning practically? Yeah. But it's it's fun, and I know they appreciate it. Mm. Some of them share their emails with their family, and I didn't know that for a long time.
0: Oh, wow. When you look back on that 2018 run, that magical run that Loyola had to the Final Four, and you blowing up to becoming this global sensation so quickly... When you look back on that time period, what still sticks out the most to you?
2: Well, of course, every one of those games did because we got the first one with Dante's three-pointer. And <laughs> if you watch that game, you could almost hear that ball slice through the Because you knew it was going to go in. And so did the team. That's why they threw the ball to Dante. And the second game, um, Clayton uh, Custer ran down that court with that ball and just did a miraculous thing. The ball hit the backboard, and it hit the uh, rim, jumped into the basket, jumped out of the basket, and jumped. <laughs> when, he, when I met him on the side, I said, Clayton, I didn't. I didn't think that was going in. He said neither did I, sister. But he said I had to risk it, and I said, "Well, thanks. That was great to take the risk." So, th- those were the thrills, and it was. It was just. I was sitting courtside. Tom Hitcher brought me down there for get as they came off, so I could greet all of them and just let them know how happy we were. And I'll tell you, there's nothing like hugging sweating basketball <laughs> player after a run.
0: A big sweaty hug and many of them after those games. I love that the thing you remember are all the details about the basketball game. I thought you were going to say like, all these people wanted selfies and all these autographs. Nope. You went straight to the basketball, this shot, that play.
2: Yeah. Oh, we we just, we just had a good time. And then of course the, I went to, was directed to the um, locker room where the reporters were waiting, of course, for Porter to come in, but also um, waiting for me. And one <laughs> I had five microphones, and that didn't count all the reporters who were kneeling on the floor and listening to one I had to say. And so I thought and I better get with it and be ready every day, win or not, but always win.
1: What do you love about basketball?
2: I love the competition. I get nervous, of course, when we slide back and lose some of the points we've worked so hard to get. makes me very, very nervous, and I tell them that in my emails, too. i like, got a little nervous, <laughs> but um, I, I I love the competition because it teaches them to be good sports. Mm. It teaches them to follow rules, and it also teaches them to use their, I tell them to use their head and their heart, mm. hands, and their feet, and they said, feet, Sister Jean? I said, <laughs> well, yeah, when they get the rebound and run and dance down the court to get a basket that's yeah. using your feet and your head and your heart and hands everything so <laughs> and before they go out to play i do bless their hands oh and that's right they're, they're very happy about that mm. they they go out. and they you always think they're ready this has been a hard year for us though, so this mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. at 2018 i think of that so often and I think that's why I remember all the details because I, I just think of how happy they were and what a good team they were and how Orla created this culture of being a team because mm. you're also learning life skills and of working together, passing the ball and yeah. the one who can get it into the basket. And that's the way they feel. They they don't care who gets the points. It's just get it into the basket and get the game on the road and win. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. you you talked a lot in the book about you know that sports require that teamwork and families require teamwork and businesses require teamwork and how that translates and no one person can do it alone. And another theme I loved in this book is you referenced and gave examples of tolerance and acceptance. And I'll give you one quote I loved. You said, "From the start, your parents taught you to accept everyone, no matter who they are, what they believe, who they love, how they pray. We're not able to look down on anyone for not being Catholic or being less Catholic than we were, as Jesus would was what you talked about. and And I think that's lost today I, in in a lot of different um communities. And so, I really am grateful that you did bring that up and made it such a big point in your book. Thank you.
2: Thank you, too, for mentioning that, because it's what we need today. And you know what? I think COVID has helped to bring that about again. We just need to keep working on it. We have a lot of little ditches, what I call, to, you know, jump over and look talk to each other and love each other we have Mm -hmm. to talk to each other about our differences and then Mm -hmm. we find out that we have more likenesses than we do differences Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and you you talk and give so many great examples of that of different people in your life that have come through that you just by talking to them and you know they they may uh, come from a different culture, your Muslim student, who you've become very close with and still talk to. I mean, I just thought it was it was such a wonderful example that you've lived. So thank you, Sister Jean, for that.
2: Thank you.
1: Well, Sister, thank you for sharing so much of your wisdom. We do typically do a competition in our podcast where you go head-to-head with Julie in a game of trivia. <laughs>
0: There's going to be winners and there's going to be losers. You might as well win, Sister Jean. So look out,
2: (laughs) my friend. I just might lose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I think you're going to actually win this because I'm not very good at trivia, as people know on this podcast well. Have the faith, Sister. Have the faith.
1: Sister Jean, there will be five questions, best of five wins. All of these questions are multiple choice. At any point where you think you know the answer, you can use your noisemaker to chime in. And that's really the most important part of the game. Can you share with us what your noisemaker is?
2: <laughs> that's so good. Wait, okay, what is vi- what's yeah, in that cup? Them-
0: what is in that cup making that noise, Sister Jean?
2: Those are Sister Jean fan club pins.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: I mean, it's a plastic cup filled with them let's see can you hold one oh, up yeah
2: too bad i can just send one through this
0: <laughs> there it
2: is look at that <laughs>
0: we have to get I, our hands on a couple of I, those I, i'm gonna need one of those pens yep. <laughs> sister jean you're gonna have to send me like 500 of those please thank you <laughs> autographed if possible
1: yeah <laughs> get an autograph one from you <laughs> Jules, what have you got as your noise? Uh, I have
0: the red British phone booth with some coins in it. I don't know why. It's still in here and I go to my bad British accent. Sorry, Sister Jean.
2: <laughs> Good.
1: Okay, I'm ready. The theme is always different for the game, Sister Jean, and today's theme is rules of the game. All of the questions are about rules in college basketball.
0: Oh, come on. That is... Not- <laughs> sister Jean, I'm a soccer player. I'm not a basketball player. Lynn knows this.
1: <laughs> I might be helping you out as much as possible, sister. Are we ready? Ready. Question one. In college basketball, how many personal fouls does it take to foul out of a game? Sister Jean.
2: Five.
0: Correct. Oh, I would have said seven. <laughs> didn't even need didn't even need the multiple choice, Julie. Nope. Didn't need it. I could be in trouble here, Sister Jean. I'm gonna keep my faith. <laughs> question, I'm gonna believe.
1: Question two. How high is a basketball rim from the ground? Oh. Is it A nine point eight feet? Mm. B ten feet? Or C, 10.2 feet. Julie.
0: 10 feet? Correct. I'm back. I'm back in it. I'm back in it. All right, one to one. One to one. one. This one's going to go down
1: to the wire. I feel it. Question three. And bear with me. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Question three. What is it called? When? Beginning with the 10th foul of a half, the fouled team is awarded two free throws on non shooting fouls, regardless of whether or not the first free throw is made. Is that called A, a one and one, B, flagrant foul one, or C, the double bonus? (laughs) Got no idea. (laughs) C. Sister Jean got it. C, double bonus.
0: did not know that one either. Two to one. Okay. (laughs) Question four.
1: I think you might be able to take it with this one, Sister Jean. In college basketball, how many seconds are on the shot clock? Oh. Is it A, 24 seconds, B, 30 seconds, or C, 35 seconds? 30. Correct, with 30 seconds. Wait, what? 30 seconds? Mm Mm-hmm. What would you have said, Julie? I was going to say 35.
0: (laughs) And with that, Uh, Sister Jean,
1: you win eh, the Lynn game eh, eh,
0: eh, 3 to eh, (laughs) 1. You may ask what the prize is for that game, Sister Jean. It's nothing but satisfaction knowing you whooped me. So,
2: Thank you. Thank you. That was fun.
0: And we'll send you a donut. <laughs> okay. Most pressing question, Sister Jean, are you ready for this? In a lifetime, how many people get both their own day across an entire state, which in Illinois, the governor declared Sister Jean Day on August 21st, 2021, your 100th birthday? Plus, not only their own day, they have their own Legoland statue made of more than 10,000 Legos. How many people get that in their lifetime? Just one. (laughs) (laughs) Just you. (laughs) That's it. You just raise your hand and go, that's me.
1: Sister Jean Bounce. That's me. And my most pressing question is actually more of a statement to piggyback off of that. And you have not one but two bobbleheads.
2: No, but seven.
0: Oh. <laughs> Lynn, update. Update here. your research.
2: My research have, was off.
0: You have seven bobbleheads.
2: No. no, no well, here we come.
0: Here, oh, are they coming? Do we get them? Oh, <laughs> oh I was way off. Way <laughs> off. There's more. Come on, Dan. Keep coming. Keep it
1: coming, Dan. Dan, the incredible sports information director for the men's team. Oh,
0: I sense another.
2: Well, one one I don't have over here. I have it in my room. Wow.
0: All right. Well, that's a life goal right there. I'm gonna. I want seven bobbleheads at some point in my life. Wow, Sister Jean. Okay. And the final segment on our podcast, Sister Jean, is high, low, cheer. So it's the high of your life, the low, and your cheer is for someone who you're grateful for, who's helped you out along the way. Let's start with your high.
2: Well, I would have to say that um, in basketball, was 2018 Mm -hmm. when we were the Cinderella team. Mm -hmm. Well, when we lost our first game in the, 2019 we lost our first game in the NCAA and this time we lost our first game. Yeah. But this time we, we just entered that uh, the new conference, uh, A-10, and so we don't know those our young men who are playing. We know them better now that we've played with some of them or most of them. And so next year we'll play a little harder, much harder, to see where we can land for NCAA.
0: That's right. Yeah, watch out. Look out. Okay. And your cheer?
2: Come the Ramblers. <laughs> Here come the Ramblers. The cheer. I would say regarding basketball, um, I have to say each coach did his own uh, job and did it well. Mm. That's where it all lies is in the recruitment. And so, everybody's out to get the very best. And now that they can change and not uh, be penalized and sit on the bench for a year, there's going to be more in there. So we'll have to see how that works out with the NCAA. Mm.
1: It is clear you know your hoops.
2: Just fun being with them all the time. Oh,
1: I bet. Thank you so much for taking all of this time. It has been such a pleasure for us to speak with you. Before we let you go, can you please end our interview by offering our listeners a prayer?
2: Good and gracious God, I ask you to bless all the people who listen to this program and who hear the wonderful questions that people ask to make each one who's listener think about his or her own life and how he or she can become better by being a participant in the in the podcast (laughs) amen
0: amen amen thank you sister Jean thank you so much
2: thank you for inviting me it's been a pleasure for me too
0: What a life Sister Jean has led. And such a good example. I know, Lynn, that when my dad listens to this, he will be crying tears of joy (laughs) this entire episode. The strong Catholic that he is (laughs) and how much he loves all the themes we talked about, service. Mm -hmm. Uh, Such a good role model and example.
1: Yeah, for sure. I can offer my takeaway. Yes, ma'am. What is yours? I have two. First, never underestimate the amount of bobbleheads that Sister Jean has had made in her <laughs> honor in her life. Two was that, not accurate.
0: That was the best. She looked at you like, um, two? No. <laughs> right. No, Miss Lynn. Oh, I did good. not
1: did not have the facts straight on that one, and I'm glad that yep. Sister Jean set me straight. And then number two, being engaged in life sustains life that is the Mm -hmm. as you said we use the word example that is the example sister Jean is setting for us Mm -hmm.
0: my takeaway is to never underestimate the power of service gratitude acceptance Mm -hmm. and what she talks a lot in this book which i love so much was when we find common ground with people, we find happiness. And when we help others and seek nothing in return, yeah. goodness comes back to you.
1: Amen, so, Julie.
0: Amen, <laughs> amen. 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 I should have done that with her. <laughs> she would have been like, What the heck is up with you? Hey. Notice I did not swear once while I was question. on Quick question. Very proud of myself. By any chance, is this four cup of coffee, Julie? No. One cup of coffee, Julie. But she did maybe get an Orange Theory workout Ah, in right before. Endorphin
1: booster.
0: Yeah. Sweet. Okay, Lynn, questions permitted. And wait, can I just remind people? Don't forget, you can submit questions for questions permitted at... Lynn set this up. I have nothing to do with it, but we have our own email address because we are a massive deal. The email address is laughterpermitted at gmail.com. Makes sense. Laughterpermitted at gmail.com. Submit your questions. Okay. Yes, please
1: do. I do check the email so send them our way. This one though
0: I had to ask um, I'm not sure Oh, wait I... we've been doing this every time you've been asking. <laughs> you've taken over questions permitted this season. Well, we need the dope village to to, to
1: send in some questions. maybe that's maybe that's what I'm fishing for uh, and I, we haven't posted it on social media either. I have a ton of 99ers questions left over but not sort of general questions. so I'm gonna have to do another. Uh, I, and I'm just a curious person. I'm an inquisitive mm-hmm. person. What can I say? But we have not talked at all about the new
0: season of Ted Lasso. I don't know if you're watching it. I don't know what your deal is. I, of course, am watching it. But I only watch the first one because I'm waiting for my kids to catch up. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of waiting, honestly. I'm I wait my I, I've spent my life waiting on my kids for things. <laughs> and so I decided last night that I'm done waiting. Cause I was like, "Come on, you got to watch the first one, so we can watch two and three together." Yeah, are we at four now? What are we at? Yeah. So yesterday was number four that four. dropped. Four. Yeah. So I'm three behind. So um, and I hit the road today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching. Yeah, I know. I need to watch it. I loved the first one though.
1: Can I, I give you a spoiler? Is this okay? If I cause no the question I asked is going to be a spoiler. Oh. Oh. Right. Okay. Is that okay?
0: Yes.
1: yes. I, now I know the answer to this, but did you see Rebecca Lowe
0: on Ted Lasso? I saw references to it on social media. Okay. Our girl, Lady Lowe. Yeah, I was pumped. I wonder,
1: the Lynn game was about Ted Lasso when we had her on, and she won. So I just wonder if maybe I get credit for this somehow.
0: I think that's the lo- logical conclusion, yes. That's what I came to as well. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, did she make a big appearance? A little appearance? Did they just reference her? It's a solid appearance. Like <sighs> slow clap for Rebecca. Love to see
1: it. Oh, yeah. I send her a
0: little note. Yeah. Yes, Rebecca. Baller. That's a great episode. If you haven't listened to that one, by the way, Dope Village. She's so oh. awesome. She's of course the host of all the NBC Premier League coverage and Olympics, and she's just a rock star of a human as well. Agreed. Wreath rant. So yeah yeah I'm okay, good. that will that will um, give me the proper motivation to blow by my kids and <laughs> watch two, three, and four. I've been dying for this season to drop too. And the fact that they drip them out is really oh, tough. It's brutal. Uh,
1: I know because I... no one does
0: that anymore. and I'm like, oh, come on,
1: drop them. I waited until three episodes were out and then I gave in. I was yeah. trying to hold out until six and then I just was like, why am I depriving myself of this joy? Because it is yeah. it is pure joy. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you to our dope village as always for hanging with us. And we sure would appreciate it if you would subscribe and rate this podcast along with leaving a comment on our Apple podcast page. I don't know, maybe tell us what you will be doing at 103 years old and how many times you'll be hitting the office <laughs> per week. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be at five days a week. And be sure to spread the good word about how people can hear the stories of so many rad women we've had on Loft or Permitted. Thank you as always to Ally and Dick Sporting Goods for their fabulous support. And of course, to Kate Diaz, go check out her music. For our theme music, which she wrote and composed. And remember, as always, kids, sing it with us. Laughter, Laughter permitted.
2: Talk to each other and love each other. We have to talk to each other about our differences, and then we find out that we have more likenesses than we do differences.
0: Hey Dope Village, the Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny is a podcast hosted by ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes and Lenny. She is joined by expert guests as so she keeps you in the know on all things NFL. That's the Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny. Listen, we are listening to this podcast.